What's happening, weirdos? This is my conversation with the incredible Michael Showalter. I have been a fan of Mike's for a very, very long time, from the state, obviously, from uh, from Stella, from his comedy work, also his work as a director. One of my favorite films of this past year, The Eyes of Tammy Faye Baker. Incredible, incredible movie. He's done so many movies that I am such a huge fan of. I was very, very excited to sit here on the sleepover couch with him. Um, and I want to get it, uh, get to it as soon as possible. Katie, what is the? It's July twelfth. July twelfth. I do a live stand-up show at Largo here in Los Angeles. Uh, so whenever you watch this, just go to largo-la.com and you'll find Pete Holmes living at Largo. That is always the highlight of my month. It's my favorite place to do stand-up. We've been having Amy Schumer did it recently, uh, Dimitri Martin, Judd Apatow, Zach Galifianakis, Adam Sandler has come by the show. But regardless of who comes by as a special guest, I'm always there. I do about 45 minutes. Uh, new material, old material, mixing it up. It's always, always, always super, super fun. So hope you can be there, largo-la.com. The next one is July 12th. And if you like the show, why not try a Pete's Pick? I'm actually, this episode is brought to us by our friends at Apollo Neuro. This is my Apollo Neuro. I'm wearing it right now. I'm constantly wearing it. It is a piece of wearable technology that helps your body recover from stress. It's basically a wearable hug that sends these almost like uh, sub-perceptual vibrations directly into your nervous system and before you uh, tune out this is not like a mood ring this is not a crystal it's not woo woo it's made by a board certified psychiatrist and a neurologist they developed this to speak to the body in the language that the body understands to help it calm down the way I explain it to people when I meet them in real life because people are always asking me what it is that I go like if I go like this to you and establish a rhythm if I'm patting you on the arm and then I slow it down you're just gonna calm down. And that's basically what it does. It helps, or it helps you energize up, like it does the opposite and gets your heart moving, gets your blood flowing. It has so many incredible settings. It's like a wearable hug worn on your wrist or your ankle, it delivers soothing, soothing, gentle vibrations that train your nervous system to recover and rebalance after stress. Like I said, there's energy in wake up, which I use before I work out. Social and open, which is a wonderful setting for parties, which usually freak me out. It's nice to have my Apollo on, easing me into the situation. Clear and focus is when I, what I have it on when I'm doing this podcast. It's helped people get off ADD medication and really help them dial into what they're doing. Meditation and mindfulness, relax and unwind. And this is my favorite, sleep and renew. I put it on when I'm falling asleep. And if Leela wakes up in the middle of the night and I have to get up and I come back to bed, I just push these two buttons. It reruns that program and gently lulls me back to sleep. If it did only one of these things, help you meditate, help you fall asleep, help you focus, help you ease into a social situation, I would be shouting about it from the rooftops. But it does all of them. It actually trains your nervous system to cope with stress better over time. The more you use it, the better it works. As I said, it was developed by a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist who've been studying the impacts of chronic stress for nearly 15 years. And Apollo's effects on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies. I get more feedback about weirdos trying the Apollo Neuro than any other uh, Pete's pick, which is so fun that people are finding it and it's making their lives better. So show your support of the show. You can get 10% off by going to apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's A-P-O-N-E-U-R-O.com slash weird for 10% off and show your support of the show. All right, everybody. Hope to see you at Largo this month. In the meantime, enjoy my chat with the incredible 
Michael Showalter. Get into it. Hello. You you know, how's this? Can I do this? Can I do this? Oh my God. It's so good. (laughs) We're not being filmed, are we? We are, aren't we? We are. The first thing, if that's okay, the first thing I say to guests is get comfortable. Go ahead and cross your feet on the couch. Like put your shoes on the couch. I wouldn't do that. You can. Or you can. You can kick them off. I just don't want to. Okay. It's not because I'm like, because it just wouldn't be comfortable for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, here, take this second pillow. Oh, that's good. And there's actually more pillows behind you. Here's another one. <laughs> Does this air? Does this air? We just started doing it on the YouTubes because uh, guess what? You get a lot of views that way. That's how people consume podcasts now. Uh, the show Walter, show Walter, way ahead of its time. Interesting. So they go, they so it's back in. It's like back to that. No, but it used to be that in the beginning. It was that. Then it went like to like radio like, when it was like Adam Carolla and, yeah. and like Joe Rogan. So, but it's like become popularized now that you do both, right? Yeah, I resisted for a long time, but I'm happy to say it. It's not. Yeah. I thought it would change it. We've been doing a bunch of episodes, and it feels completely the same. Sure. In fact, it feels better because, frankly, like sometimes you go like. You make like a face or something. I'm like now you know you don't have to go like I'm making a face. You know, like yeah, you don't yeah, have to yeah. explain yeah, it. Yeah, or, or or it's like uh, what you can't see right now is that this person is making a funny, very funny face. Like you have to explain. There have been many times where I've said I wish this was a video podcast, but I I worried that it would ruin the intimacy because I I you know I want it to feel just like a chat, sure. not like press or whatever. Sure, sure. And right. uh, so far, it hasn't been a problem. No, I remember uh, many many years ago going on tom green who was literally like the first person to do the like diy oh yeah in his um, basement it was in his it was in his house in the hollywood hills it had a basement feel (laughs) (laughs) i won't be wrong it had a basement feel um and oh man that was one of the worst experiences of my whole life really yeah tell me every every single detail well they blindfolded me first of all they met me in some i was in la for just like auditioning for pilots or something I mean, this was a long time ago yeah and um they blindfolded me i was met at my hotel or somewhere in the down in hollywood or wherever i was staying and um his yeah. like underlings met me um and uh blindfolded me because i couldn't know where he lived but as a bit not as a bit as a bit not as a bit again was, i say it was it was a very <laughs> like it was very like he was colonel kurtz and this was apocalypse now and i was being taken to the to the like the i you know to the like to the you know to the king or whatever Freddy got fingered yeah Freddie got fingered yeah <laughs> that is um, so i was blindfolded and driven to his house in the hills not joking not a bit. Not a bit. Not even remotely a bit. And it was like, I'm sorry, we have to do this. It was very much like, sorry, this. I know this. But is even weird. that was could have I'd been a bit. Like you know, bit. God, you know, bit. I swear to God, it was not a bit. Like you were thinking at the beginning. No, I was thinking maybe a bit. Nope, I was thinking this is weird. <laughs> I feel weird. <laughs> I don't think I want to do this. The whole thing was weird. I was afraid of Tom Green. Because there, yeah. at this time he was in this kind of, and I'll tell a little bit more of the story. He was in his like very unpredictable phase. Yes, like 
the bit is I might slap you or, right, or bite or, you. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. Yes. The joke is that I had diarrhea on your seat. Yeah. And and then the, the big punchline is Yes, it was very like, like gonzo. It was very yeah. gonzo, yeah. and I didn't like that. I hate that. Yeah. I'm not a prank person. <laughs> Even Hunter S. Thompson, I'm kind of like, oh, take it easy. 100%. Right? 100%. I, I was, Just be a normal person. Just be a just be a normal person. When people are like, he'd go out and shoot his TV. I'm like, I'm his neighbor, being like, don't do that. It scared us. Yes, it scared us yes. so bad. Yes, yes. <laughs> be, be a normal person. Um, We're going for a society here. Yes. No, <laughs> it's not that. Yeah, barely. But it's not that hard. the po- The whole point of a society is it's sort of hard to stay in the society but it's nice yeah like people that say i have no filter it's like you should have a filter, you have a filter. we all build filters yes, yes. to not humiliate <laughs> embarrass offend other yeah. living loving people yes be like it's sorry. not that hard it's, it's not, not that, that hard. hard i'm so you got stupid shoes sorry i have no filter build one <laughs> you fucking idiot build a filter you think i was born with a filter i'm sorry i'm a child great grow up so I agree. I, first of all, I totally agree. Um, I uh, so I go to this place. My blindfold is taken off. Of course, I don't know where I am. I know I'm up in the hills somewhere. Yeah. Um, no landmarks. None that I. What would if you're like? I we take it like off. I'm street. right by the arc light. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm next to Pink's. See, that's he a lives, bit. He lives next to Pink's. That, that hot dog stand on. That would Fairfax make it a bit if yeah. I blindfolded you and yes. took you to Pink's. Yes. And you were like, "This is this <laughs> is a landmark. Pink's. It's Pink's. It's there's only one of it." Um. So he. It's called Pink's, right? That hot dog. Yeah, stand. yeah, yeah. Okay, on Melrose, so, yeah. I believe. So, because there also was like Pink Dot. Is that a thing Pink too? Pink Dot is a grocery Pink store that'll bring you store. cigarettes yeah, and yeah, pornography. Yeah. And, and licorice. It's and presumably where Phil Hoffman is calling in Magnolia. He's calling a Pink Dot. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. remember Pink Dot. I mean, I I remember, yeah, it's like there's one on Sunset. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, um, and then he interviewed me, but he was definitely, there was a whole thing going on. There was like, all he has this whole entourage of young men that were like very... You know, he has a real, he, this is again, this may have been as many as 20 years ago mm. and he had a huge, but, but I remember that it was the first like DIY interview show made in his basement, yes. you know, with like where the, all the cameras were like that, you know, the, like the, just the, yeah. you know, like video, no, you know, and, but he had 10 guys working for him and it had a very weird vibe very aggro macho male like a very aggro male vibe well there's something there's a paradox to t green which is that he's like i'm a skinny dork i'm a skinny dork but as soon as his his number came in he was like fuck you and like it's sort of not not necessarily fuck you but frat boyish it was fratty fratty. yeah freddie got fratty freddie got fratty (laughs) um (laughs) freddie got fratty um so he interviews me. He has no clue who I am. Literally. Zero re. I mean, barely. Yeah. I'm just the guy that's one of his lovely underlings. The guy that was apologizing to me about the the blindfold was very nice. Yeah. And was a fan. Yeah. And it was like... They often are, the people yeah. with the blindfold. Yeah. <laughs> that work for the yes, overlord. It was a, the apologizing <laughs> blindfolder was like, I'm really sorry, but like, I loved Wet Hot or something, you know? And uh, it was like... 
hey, Tom, you should have Michael Showalter from Wet Hot on your show. Who's that? I don't know, but he's yeah. great. Okay, fine, bring him on. Like, yeah. he didn't know who I was. There's also a level of hubris to that. Like, Drunk With Power, Prime Green. By the way, T. Green is sitting, sat right where you are, so really? we're not shitting Is he on. humble now? He was actually incredibly sweet. I was nervous to have him on. He was incredibly sweet. And, and almost, I don't want to say, uh, to be funny, I'll say off-puttingly, but not really. Funny. Er, earnest. Oh, earnest, yeah. He was very, yeah, very yeah, earnest. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember asking him about Big Brother... And he was talking about it. Did, did he? Did he very seriously? Did does he say I was crazy? And I think like, so. Does he have any like self awareness about other? I stuff? think I think he seems to have calmed, and he refers to that as a different time mm. in his life mm. for sure. But anyway, the minion uh, books you. Minion oh, and books this is the drunk on power. Like I can talk to anybody. Like if it if all goes well, I I'll see, just dry heave. You know I what see. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's flying too close to the sun. Yeah. Possibly. Well, you as someone who's sort of d- knows what it's like to be on his side of that microphone of the interview show and yes, stuff like that. Yes. So maybe you know what his psychology is in a way that I I was just terrified. Well, you were interviewing. I, what yeah, year no, but is that this? Was just, no, but that, the Showalter, Showalter. No, no, no. Tom Green, when you did his. Uh, he, uh, that would have been this literally was what was like early 2000s yeah this is prime green prime green i <laughs> <laughs> but this is post mtv and post yeah. uh, drew barrymore yeah so he actually had sort of already like he his like movie career was over already yeah so he was like an underground yeah he was an Andre the Giant Obey sticker. He, it, yeah, <laughs> yes, in human form, in tall Canadian, bearded human form. Yeah, the, it, he, yeah. He, he, but so he was more like <laughs> he was still a rock star. Yeah, but he wasn't a mainstream um, celebrity at that point. He right. was sort of un, he had this underground yeah thing that he was doing, and it was getting a lot of attention mo- mo- mostly because it was like, oh, you can do your own thing online and it can be successful that was when that was absurd yes and that is what was really sort of notable about him at that time was that he has he was self-producing his own talk show and it was making money it made money yes it seemed to be i i'm not surprised i don't know how but it was monetized in some way and he was succeeding which by the way is what everyone has figured out like there's this weird gold we've been doing the show for 10 years so we we not to toot virtue signal i'm just saying we got into it <laughs> when it was like just a thing you could do yeah. to help with tour sure. tickets you sure. know like get your get more you didn't even call it content back then yeah well just but like there's always you like do. you could get a little bit of money f- because they would put like sna- ads for snack snacks.com sure. or something snack like ads. That. um do i get can i see what i look like yeah is you that possible your framing I want us to just see how weird, how awful I look because I have, I think I look better than I do. Can and we then, keep this in? In general, <laughs> uh, funny. <laughs> just flip the the viewfinder around. Can I do that? Yeah. I this. Can you do? Oh God! Is that what I? That is what I look like, isn't it? <laughs> you have to leave this in. All right. Show <laughs> Walter Sato to himself. <laughs> That is what I look like, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's life. So, um, all right, we we'll can get you more pillows. No, it's fine. It's totally fine. It is what it is. This, um, this, for real. Sit no, up. I'm fine. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. No, I am. I swear. I really am. I believe you. It's would tell not me. about comfort. It's about Do vanity. You, yeah, I know. But for vanity, but I don't know what I look. It won't matter because I still can't see what I look like. Do you want me to leave it out? Well, here. Yeah. Here, hold on. Look at this. Look at this. Look at that. 
Okay, this is good. That's fine. better. This is fine. Okay. So, this is the show, man. This is a fuck. It's like a, it's supposed to feel like a not by design. It just ended up feeling like a sleepover. I like, like that. two bros in a I basement. Like, like yeah. it's not supposed yeah. to be slick. Yeah, we and we need some like uh, sh- sh- you know sugared cereal or something. Sugared like that. cereal that we dry yeah. with with yeah. hand in yes. parentheses yes. with hand. <laughs> Mike, I, I was writing this morning, so I'm all in final draft. Michael eats sugared cereal parentheses with hand or or like yeah yeah. Uh, uh, Michael eats sugared cereal, comma, and we cut. And we caps cut to dot dot dot. Yes. Oh, I love That's a dot dot dot. As we dot dot dot. I'm a big as we cut to. I do just as we. And then, oh, then as, cut That's to. good. That's as good. we That's dot good. dot That's dot, dot and cut then just to. Cut. Or just you go to the next thing. I like I like le- I like getting as rid of as many cut twos as so I can. That's what I'm saying. I use cut twos only when it's like it's a, a whole point. New thing. A it's whole like, new thing. Yeah, a whole the, new thing. Yeah, I don't want to interrupt the scene. Our big joke is like, you know, as we and then it's like, you know. You go over there. It's open Apple Six, so you're all the way to the right of the page. Like motherfucking smash cut too. There you the go. The big joke is the you you smash cut, but it's not just smash cut. It's like it's you fucking you fucking smash cut. It's like a, it's an it's an extra bajillion smash cut. But it's can not, I? I would just never use take smash a cut. moment to love for real. Open Apple Six reference. <laughs> There was open apple open and close apple, apple. Open apple six will take you over to cut to cut to. For sure, but now open apple is control, I believe. Oh, I'm calling. Okay, it, I think you're it's on a two GS. Well, there. it's always been. <laughs> I'm going old school and calling it open. That's apple. what I mean. And the it just open bears apple, no, attention. The open, a, must the open be paid. apple is that weird thing, that weird square thing with the circles on it. The square. Uh, thing, the I think it's control. It's control. Yeah. It's also that little symbol. It's either control or command. No, that. Oh, the that symbol. She's looking at the at the keyboard. That little symbol is also sometimes called open apple. Well, I know because it used to have an open apple. Oh, did it? It, it had. Because I've always just I just that little symbol. See that thing on yeah. that little symbol. I just call that open apple. Well, there a, you're saying there actually used to be yes. some apple on a two e two gs uh, all the okay. early apples. So I don't know. This there was stuff. the outline of an apple that was uh, open apple, and then there was a filled in apple that was closed apple. Uh, okay. And we have just dorked out in a heart. Like I love it. Though. I didn't even know that. Takes I've me just, right back I'll, to computer. I've camp. always just been. That symbol means you thought the the sort of like it almost looks like a Celtic infinity symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, I like it. Um, So to make a long story short, he has no clue who I am. He's being very like very good at this. You took us right back to the story. Well, I'm like I'm like yeah, like when I it's like I need to finish. You have to. I yeah. He is has no clue I am. He's being pretty condescending. I mean. I have no big issue with him at all, but he's being quite condescending. Like he really doesn't care that I'm there. Yeah. Um, Good feeling. I'm very intimidated and genuinely nervous and sort of, you know, feeling like, like having a little bit of like, I'm I'm feeling quite triggered by the whole thing. It feels the recently blindfolded usually feels very dangerous in a kind of like, not like I'm going to get physically hurt, but that like, this isn't a safe environment. Yeah. And, and then there's and then it was his birthday or something and they had a an adult film actress there as his present see as his gift i don't and she sat next to me and was being very uh flirtatious with tom mhm and the energy in the room got 
so crazy and I didn't know where I was because I had been blindfolded and taken there and there so you was don't know how to leave. There was there were drugs being passed around and about 20 guys and me and Tom and this adult film actress. This is everything I've I got into comedy to avoid this and, situation. <laughs> and I was like and then they just went somewhere. Like with the cameras that's, rolling. That's a loaded went somewhere. They just, he was like, hey, let's go back into my, let me show you my office or something. And they like just disappeared. Him and the adult mm-hmm. porn person. Yep. And then I was like sitting there like, <laughs> what's going on? And then the sweet guy that put the blindfold on me is like, I'm sorry. I don't know. You know, like I, I get it. He's like, I know I feel bad. This is kind of weird. Like this isn't what I told you this was going to be kind of thing. And I was like, can you drive, just drive me home? And then he just drove me home. You and asked that was to go my, home. Yeah, and then that was my Tom Green experience. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. Here's a word from our delightful sponsors. Lucy, the nicotine friend. <laughs> it doesn't say to say that. Look, we're all adults here, and I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start it out by switching to a new nicotine product that you can feel good about? Me personally, I sometimes, when I'm sitting at my desk and I'm writing, I like to chew on a little nicotine, get it in my system. It is a nootropic. It helps my mood and it helps me dial into what I'm working on. I have chewed uh, Lucy. I think the flavor is exceptional and that nicotine kick is dialed in just Right. So if you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at lucy.co. That's lucy.co and use promo code WEIRD at checkout. Also, I have to read this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Remember, if you're interested in a better way to use nicotine, visit lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code WEIRD. This episode is also brought to us by our friends at Dadgrass. Dadgrass! Chill out all summer long with Dadgrass because it is way too nice outside to be couch locked. They'll mellow you out while keeping your head clear and ease away the stress of the day. Dadgrass is legal organic hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Dadgrass CBD products are made with 100% organic hemp that's easy to dose and the effects come on smooth. They offer a variety of products for their token smokable pre-rolled joints, as well as hemp flour and variety of CBD tincture drops. So enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Go to dadgrass.com slash weird to check out their products. They sent us some. I smoked one the other day. I was waiting for it to kick on in some crazy, insane way, but it wasn't. It was mellow. It was de-stressing. It put me in my body. It helped me relax. It was a nice and beautiful way to end the day, and it wasn't like the products so many... uh, Uh, you know, weed things out there. This isn't weed. You smoke and they send you into outer space. This is the return of the casual, casual smoke. Whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Dadgrass will leave you in a euphoric mood. Go to dadgrass.com slash weird to check out their products. Dadgrass is offering our listeners right now 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash weird. Go to dadgrass.com slash weird. For 20% off your first order, that's dadgrass.com slash weird. 
Dad grass. Look, there is, you had a limit, and I like where your limit was. You yeah. know, maybe modern Showalter would have left earlier, but I'm glad, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, modern Showalter, the minute that current, like modern day Showalter. Tell me where modern Showalter would be. Modern day Showalter would just not have gone on it. Modern day show Walter just would have not said this is what to brag about. Like, if you want to get me excited, I don't care what car you drive. Tell me about your boundaries. Tell me about your self respect. Well, well, like, like one thing is like I don't. I figured out modern day through. I figured out through so much failing at it that I am not a. I may be a good ish actor, but I'm not. Was never going to succeed as an actor. Oh, interesting. Uh, And just I auditioned for. I've auditioned for 40 billion jillion things and never gotten in. The only things I've ever gotten were things that I wrote. Like the only jobs I ever got were when I wrote it. Like with a very, with a very short, like so many, with very few exceptions, there's a few things I've done, but like I never once went into an audition was like, I'm getting this part. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are about to see modern show. Yeah. Like, but there's so many people that that's who are successful at, acting that that's what they're thinking when they go into an audition they're like i'm gonna go crush this audition and get the part i've been i've watched them come in and do that like i've I've watched people come in and audition and crush it yeah and they really believe like you should hire me like and if you don't it's your loss right and i never felt that way do you for me it it was like i i was like i can't get this over fast enough and like i saw you know uh whatever actor who look you know who has the same kind of hair as me in right. the in the in the waiting room you should hire him he's great that's really how i felt i get that i i understand and i feel i feel the same way often sometimes i go in and i am the jerk guy that his coffee just kicked in and like i i'm like socializing in the waiting room and stuff like i can be that guy. oh i i do that yeah i do that i did that i haven't auditioned in years yeah but I do that too. But it's I'm trying to get into some sort of flow. But yeah, go you do well. That but, too, but but when you're but when you're, I mean, I would imagine when you're on stage doing your material, doing stand up, or you know, you're like in your, you're fully in your skin. Yeah. I think that good actors, real legit actors, they're fully in their skin when they're acting. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean, and I don't. I still don't feel that way. Yeah, I completely get it. Yeah. Now that you're on the other side of the table and you're casting things, do you like when they come in and they're kind of like confident? N- I don't need any of that stuff. I don't need any. Sorry. No, I loved it. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. No, I loved it. No, 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 not me. Oh, okay. I can be that way sometimes, but I've cast things as well. And no, I, I, I notice- just want them to be great in their audition. Right. All I care about is what the audition looks. But 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 I actually don't love watching auditions. To be honest, I, I well, it's brutal. You're it's watching brutal. people's dreams, yes. saying no and, and, to a lot and, of dreams. And so it's like I even watch an audition, you know, yeah, sort of like this, even when it's on my t- computer screen, right? right? Um, <laughs> but uh, you no, want them to be good, though. You want oh, I'm excited be... for them to be good. And and if like there's the one thing I ever could have told myself in my 20s when I was auditioning a lot was like those people want you to be good. They're rooting yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. They're like rooting this for you, fucking person. They, no, they want you to be totally excellent. rooting for you, yeah. and and yeah. and want you to have fun, and want you to feel loose, and yeah. and and aren't don't feel the kind of power that you think that they feel, right. or something. They're feeling like insecure too. Yeah. Well, I'd love to yeah. talk to you about that. I forget who said it, but the director is the best actor on set. Have you heard that? No. 
I, I like it because you're acting like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. You, that you're not running out of time and you are yes. getting what you need and all that sort of yes, stuff. Yes, yes. So when you're directing something like The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which mm-hmm. is one I told you when I ran into you the other day, I think one of the best movies, certainly of the year, but I'm like one of the best movies. Just oh, like I think it's so fucking that's incredible. So, so, that's, so, that's so nice. I really mean it. And when you were doing it, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear a little bit more of that nuance. You're not like... And action with a cigar. <laughs> you're probably going like, God, I hope you're probably, tell me what you're doing. Looking at the script, cutting lines, wondering if it's right, wondering if you should nudge or what, tell um, me what it's like. Well, you mean like, so there's so many different phases to it because there's, you know, there's the months leading up to when you're shooting where you're, you know, actors... You know, Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield, who are the leads in that movie. Who? Uh, Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Jessica Chastain won an Oscar for her role, which you and didn't it, even and know. It, I didn't know which, that. Which, when I saw you, you were like, have they had that yet? Has that happened? I was like, ha, 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 he's joking. Like, because I was like, remember when Will Smith slapped uh, Chris Rock and it was all anyone talked about? And you were like, what was your, what, were you like, oh, Yeah. Yeah. No, Sorry, at that is this, point. This is like really for both. Is it Will Smith? No. That's my wife. Um, can I get it? That's not like a weird <laughs> I'm having sex with your wife joke. That was just like, what if I got it? <laughs> she would be very your, like your face was like, no one thought it was a I'm having sex with your wife joke that until is, that you was, said it. That's yes, what I that saw was, your face you, just you're do. Right. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah. I saw you do it and then I, I regretted it, but here we are. No, I don't think you should regret it. I liked it. Okay, I appreciate it. I feel now I feel this safe. is a safe space. People. That's what I'm trying to say. Um We Maya Rudolph did it. Two days ago, we said jizz like 75 times. And for some reason, I was just so proud. Jizz is a funny word. Jizz is a funny word. I completely agree. I'm trying to get it started like this. Ready? Uh, (laughs) Tell me those are new shoes. These are new shoes. Jizz. (laughs) I just think that's how we should be saying it. And that means like they're awesome. They're awesome. Uh Jizz. Your shoes are jizz. Jizz. Or just just jizz. And she was also, Maya was wearing hoka or hookah. Oh yeah, hoka. And she was like, once you're over a certain age, you only wear hokas. I'm sorry to out you. They're jizz. But they they're jizz. <laughs> you brought it back to these jizz. These hokas are mad jizz. Those are mad jizz. Yeah. They're super jizz. They're super jizz. And when I, we, we sometimes get in the hot tub and go, FBJ, full body jizz. <laughs> this is, these are the only types of relationships F- I want to have. FBJ. Oh, that was an FBJ. Not to be, not to be confused with PB&J. Or a forlorn blowjob. Or LBJ. Or forlorn blowjob. Yes. <laughs> I got a blowjob, but they looked forlorn. Forlorn, yeah. <laughs> poor, 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 yeah. Poorlorn? Poorlorn, but I didn't want to. Poorlorn. Poorlorn. S- the numbers in SNL are down. Poorlorn. Poorlorn. Poorlorn looks forlorn. Did you ever work on SNL or write on SNL well, or, to act your point, or be, I, a sh- be, a, be a performer on that I show? would go into 30 Rock, which is very intimidating. Do you yeah. remember being a young person yeah auditioning again once again auditioning yes. for sitcoms on like the some floor of there oh really yeah yeah, yeah. Back it's in not the day. back in the it's day it's like going into a pharaoh's mansion or something it's golden and marble oh and which part the whole thing just the lobby i've never oh, gotten interesting i've never really gone up mm. later i went up when i was not performing just but as I would an drop off a dvd to go see to go well you you must have been on been on you must have been on fallon I did or the Fallon. talk shows. Yeah, yeah, I did Fallon. And I've watched SNL. But you auditioned and wouldn't get it. I never auditioned for SNL. Really? 
No, I never auditioned for SNL. Okay. Um, See, I think I it's really interesting that you state, don't think of yourself as an actor because that's that's what, I know you're. I don't think of myself as an actor because I want. It's a. It, I, for for what I said, which is I don't feel like an actor. Mm. I don't feel what I think an actor should feel like, which is in control mm. and 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 happy. You know, doing so, it. Yeah, is that what you saw your breathing, leads in Tammy breathing. Faye doing it's it? Breathing, it's, yeah, it's living. Yeah, to be, when when you're at that level, when you're a great actor, and it doesn't, you don't have to be that kind of actor. You could be a comic actor. You can. There's there's any. It, you could be a, a soap opera actor. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's that feeling that like I'm I'm me right now. I'm and yeah. when I'm directing, and this feels sort of like goofy to even say but i feel that way i feel like completely in my yep. own skin i feel very confident in i don't feel the need to pop pose or posture or anything i am more than happy to say if i don't know uh what something is could you you know the ad or someone will say like oh we need a something or other thing yep. and i'm like what's that what are you yep. talking about you yep. know i don't need to know it all i don't need i just but i do feel like there's something that i have to offer and it's unique and um, I never give me really a... felt that way as an actor. Yeah. I love that. I love. I'm just happy for you, just as a human person, because finding those spots oh, it's, where it's you're huge. fully yourself, it's huge. relationships it's huge. where huge. you're fully yourself, jobs where you're fully it's yourself. Everything. It's it's literally authenticity. Everything. Yes, authenticity. authenticity. And is that what Andrew and Jessica you saw them? I have to imagine. So they just um, they're different. They have both of them have a different process. They're both very very well researched. So they both do an incredible amount of reading and research, and mm. and they think a lot about their characters, and they talk to people that knew. I mean, they they all that stuff. I mean, they treat right. it. You know, they have they 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 take it. They they approach it with such such professionalism and um hard work um so i sort of see it as it as they're they're creating something mm -hmm. they're creating they're putting a character together piece by piece the way a bird would build a nest or something like that mm -hmm. and i'm there to kind of help them in whatever way i can but also to like get to f kind of figure them out get on their page that's a lot of of with me what what if i have a directing style or 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 process it's like to try to get on the actor's page and every actor's different so i may meet be, them where they are yeah but so it will be like i'm doing one thing with jessica and doing a different thing with andrew and what was that and a different thing with vincent d'onofrio i don't that's no, don't mention just the leads that's fun working just with the leads. Uh, working with an actor you know like oh who are you working with? oh vincent d'onofrio oh, okay sure no big deal <laughs> um they're all different they all have different and you're trying to get get on their page yeah and figure out what 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 that what that's going to be and then um can you remember the difference if andrew, andrew is struggling is, andrew and andrew is very i don't want to say this and be wrong but he's somewhat of a method actor mm -hmm. so he's kind of in character even when he's not on camera that must have been or fun. he's sort of has his character with him in a way so it's not like you know i used to think method actor you hear that they're always in character that literally like if you go up to them and ask them a question, they'll use the voice of the character to Or they'll be like, what? What do yeah, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't and understand. Yeah, yeah. No, for the next shot. Shot? <laughs> What's is, a this shot? The, is this What's the Hallelujah shot? show? <laughs> yeah. No, we're shooting a movie. A yeah. documentary? <laughs> yeah. Okay, we can't do this every time. Um, it's not that. It's yeah. more that they don't drop the character's feelings when they're not shooting. So oh, if yeah. the character's angry, and you, if the character is angry or hurt in some way, 
or happy even, the actor, I my my sense of it is, and I didn't talk to him about this a lot, but my sense of it is he holds on to that. Your spidey sense? My spidey sense of it. Because I didn't want to be like, what are you doing right now? You know, like, <laughs> what are you doing right now? What are you thinking? It was more just my vibe checking it out is he'll keep, he'll keep the feeling very alive. He'll Hot. keep that fire burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas Jessica is more turning it on and off. I see. Mm-hmm. Which is what I certainly do. Yes. And so... Before I do a scene, I often... My co-stars on the thing I just did would laugh at me. They'd be like, all right, we're ready to go. And I would just say out loud, I'm angry. And then I... And then I because yeah, yeah. I know it's stupid. Yeah. But I even think Robert De Niro... Well, that's more of a method guy, I guess. But like a lot of actors, even if they're not saying, I'm angry, they are going like, remember, you're, you're in a yeah, fight. Yeah, you just left yeah. that fight. Sure. Or, well, you or you're disappointed. Notes. I mean, sometimes in your script, it's a good, lot of yeah. actors, they just keep a note, keep yeah. notes that say like, this is what my character's thinking in this scene. <laughs> well, I wish I had done that because yeah. I was watching what we shot and I, I noticed I was like, oh, I should have been keeping like yeah. a, like you're more mad than you were yeah. in the last because you're shooting out of order and stuff. Right. It's like, this should be your six. Like you're really pissed. Yes. But it was the first thing we shot. Yes. So I can tell I'm mm-hmm. just kind of like happy to be on set. Yes. <laughs> you know, like That's what um, <laughs> Sally Field did. I did a movie with, with, made a movie yeah. with Sally Field and she, we shot it out of order and it's called Hello, My Name is Doris. I hope everyone goes and checks it out. Edit it's on Netflix out. right edit now. Um, she made <laughs> I, a whole- I said edit that out. I just want you to be in on the joke. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't want you to think I was being a dick if you watch this later. I edit understand. that out. I always do edit that out. Edit that out. Edit that out. No, uh, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful film. I, I didn't know it was on Netflix. It's on Netflix. That's right great. Now. Netflix it just came on Netflix. Great. Yeah, it just came on Netflix. Great. Um, and uh, did, she would do a. Did you say Netflix.com? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she would do, yeah, she sort of made a chart. So she could look at her script at any moment and her chart could kind of tell her where her character needed to be. I love so, that. So that she could almost just like, yeah, like reference a piece of paper that could tell her where, where she needed to get to. Cause so, that, so, so she had the whole performance kind of charted out on paper so that she could just reference the level. And are you doing, cause I've had directors that do that and don't do that. Some, no, my favorite directors, really? No, it's really I helpful. I no, should. You do whatever you do, but I like should. the ones that make it really easy, let's say, go like, hey, don't forget the scene before this. Oh, yeah, I do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I do that, but I don't have oh, it. Okay. I don't, I do that, but I do that in the moment. So it's like I'll turn to, I'll, I, I absolutely do that, but I don't have it all written down. Yeah. That's all I meant. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just don't have it all written down. Well, but I, I absolutely do that. Yes. That it was super helpful. Don't edit that out. I do that. I do that. I swear to God, I do. That. I believe, of course. But well, but I'm in awe of a. I'm, I'm in awe of directors like Wes Anderson or the guy that did um, Bong Bong Ho. I think his name is who did Bong um, Hits. who did um, Parasite. I'm in awe of directors who it appears to me are. You could, if the camera was on me, you'd see my face. I was smiling and it started to fade, realizing Why? I had made fun of a name. Yeah. I thought you were trying to think of the name of a movie. No. And then it, I was like, well, oh no, you, I teased so you can the name. edit that out. You, have, you Maybe you do want to edit that out. Well, I think it was because it was Ernest. I didn't know his name. So right. you just had like a real moment of me. Like, But if, if you go to the me on the on my shot, you, just you could bong. see me go. You just heard, I heard bong. bong and All like, you heard bong is hits. bong. And, and then when he went bong, bong ho, the, the Academy Award winning director. And I was like, like yeah. I couldn't do it 
in a million years. Let me. It was like this, Mike. It was like this. I was like bong hits, and you went bong hona. Like that. That was too much. Your it was spine, so subtle. Your, your vertebrae started connect. Started like yes, getting fusing together. fusing together. And I, I felt my eye move so subtle. Like that little flutter. It was a flutter. That little flutter in the corner of the eye. It was, like if we could have done an extreme close up. If we could have gotten an extreme close-up, we'd have seen a little twitch happening. And you would have been in Video Village going like, God damn it, we yeah, got it. Yeah, that's beautiful. We got that's it. That's beautiful. Because what I felt... This that we got that, right? We were recording, right? <laughs> this we goes got back that. to Please acting. tell me we were recording. That's the sort of stuff that... And then I say, circle that, circle that. Circle take. that, yes. Circle that take, yeah. And those are the types of things that I can't yet will. I can't will something so no. small. Well, or or just be so... Or just be so, like, in it that it comes out that you're not even thinking that you trust you 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 trust that whatever comes out of you is going to be that good yeah 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 so um, bong bong ho bong ho and wes anderson and many yeah. others yeah who the, who you. i get the feeling that they plan their movies within an inch of their lives that yeah their, I believe they do. their movies are like blueprinted yes so to the to the to the letter with with music and the shot and how that's all going to cut together it i'm in awe of that because to me what i doing you know doing even the the stuff i've done it feels like just making anything is like so miraculous forget like, making it perfectly yes, or precisely like, to make a to make a movie like eyes of tammy faye and the amount of of like pieces that need to come together and the amount of like X factors that go into it to say nothing of just like anything like the script and the actors and the production and you're trying to make your day and the budget and there's so many different important people that who are doing their jobs the best they can and then to think like to be one guy getting 200 people to do it exactly the way you want it mm. and to even have a vision of exactly the way you want it because that's the other part it's like I'm shooting and I'm like I don't know I'm not really sure how this is going to go you know, like that... I'm just in Whole Foods getting attractive looking ingredients and then I'm and then we're going to go and we're going to go cook it. But we don't know exactly how we're going to cook it. But isn't OK. That's how Judd is. And that's that is how, how Judd is. Paul Thomas Anderson is. I didn't know that that was how Paul Thomas it Anderson was. It certainly seems that way. Uh, I already told the story, but I, I was talking to him about the ma about the master and Joaquin jerking on the beach. You know, you masturbates yeah, yeah, on the course. beach. I was like, oh, and that mirrors when Phil Hoffman and gets he the said, hand out. And he said, he said, we were just shooting Joaquin. He was just doing yeah. whatever he wants. To yeah. which I said, I, I corrected him. I was like, but it's framed perfectly that you can't see his dick. How did you frame that? <laughs> like, how long was he jerking off? That you were like, a little bit. I'm seeing that he's just doing this. <laughs> like, a little that bit over. That makes me really happy. That, yes, that Pam, that's why I was happy Thomas to tell Anderson you. Because... Because I'm so in awe of him, and he seems like I, I, I it, it just seems so. Like I said, it's so hard to not not it's it not hard in a way of like I want you to feel bad, sorry for me. Hard. Yes, yes. Um, it's but it's just you know it's so many people involved. Right, there's so much going on to do it. It's simultaneously a control freak's dream. Yeah, because you can be like shave that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> or literally like there's two wicker baskets which one do you want and yes. it's like i want that one or, yes. or like neither neither i need neither show me four more wicker <laughs> baskets he, he said neither and yeah. it's like buzzing i need to see four more wicker baskets by tomorrow <laughs>
Pardon the interruption, folks. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Olipop. Olipop is a new kind of healthier, wonderful, flavorful, fun, soda-like drink. <laughs> I say soda-like because it's not fair to call it soda. Soda usually means it has 30 to 40 grams of sugar, and it is horrible for you. But Olipop is a new kind of soda. It, t- it tastes just like the soda I grew up with, but unlike those that are full of sugar, corn syrup, and artificial ingredients like aspartame, Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. It's the fastest growing functional beverage brand in America. They have amazing nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, classic root beer, which is my current favorite, incredibly smooth, wonderful, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, and their newest flavor, classic grape. These flavors take me right back to a pizza party when I'm 12 years old, but without the horrible sugar, without the tons and tons of sugar. They have about two to five grams of sugar from natural sources. That means no added sugar. For example, their vintage cola has just two grams of sugar. Compare that to Coca-Cola, which has 39. Whenever I read this, I can't believe it. 39 grams as opposed to two grams in an Olipop. Their orange squeeze also has five grams. Compare that to orange Fanta, which has 44 grams of sugar. But for real, for real, I'm not just saying this. We always have cases of this in the house. We give it to our guests. We drink it ourselves. Everybody talks about how amazing it tastes. I really don't know how they do it. It's non-GMO, vegan, paleo, and keto-friendly with less than eight grams of net carbs per can. They're so confident that you will love their product. They offer a 100% money back guarantee for orders placed through their website. And I worked out a special deal for weirdos. Receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order. I recommend trying the variety pack. That way you get to try all of the delicious flavors. Go to drinkollipop.com slash weird or use code weird at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P dot com slash weird. Olipop can also be found in over 6,000 stores across the country, including Kroger, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Wegmans. Thank you, Olipop, for showing your support of this podcast. Yeah. Somebody told me that story on some I mean, show. the best is when you have the prop person, the dear, lovely props people, and they're showing you three different backpacks. And it's like, they're all North Face backpacks, and one's like green, and one's dark green, and one's dark no, blue. One's and, Jansport. And one's Jansport. <laughs> In all seriousness, most of them are Jansport. <laughs> I said North Face, but honestly, most of them are Jansport. Yeah, you want a Jansport. I got the I got the proportions wrong. Three of them are Jansport. One of them is it's like an Arnold Palmer. One of them is what's that thing? Uh, <laughs> Jansport Rook is Haven, the iced tea. Rookhaven. Like then there's the really cool kind. The 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 oh the, the, uh, Herschel. No, well Herschel, yes, yeah, Herschel's Herschel, amazing. Which sounds no, like but a it's chocolate. it's called like Far Haven or sort of. Oh yeah, Katie knows. But this is. So it's a control freak stream, but it's also like you have to at a certain point surrender. Well, and and the thing that you can't it, control everything. Yeah. Well, and that's the beauty of it. It's very collaborative. Yeah. Now, the the in the old days, for many 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 billions of years, movies there wasn't the, the whole auteur thing. And I'm not going to act like I know what I'm talking about because I really don't. I have some thoughts about it, but the whole the studio director was j- one important person on the set of many important people on the set mm-hmm. um it Meaning was the director was called the studio director he was well there just to represent. just 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 that in the stu- when back in the back in the up until the 70s really the director was just an important person who was help who was directing the movie but there was 
the writer was important. The production designer was important. The editor was very important. The producers were very important. The actors were very, everyone was very important. Mm -hmm. And they were all just churning out movies. Mm -hmm. And some of the movies were better than others, but it was a system. It was a, it was a, and then Orson Welles shows up and it's like, Oh, you can be a director of pictures. Well, more like, and then Chimino and, and, and the, the seventies director, it was really the seventies directors that, that invent, I mean, yes, Orson Welles, sure. But it feels like the kind of current day idea of the auteur, which yes. is really what we all are. That's what we very mean. Infatuated yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Many directors are infatuated by the idea that being a director means being that control freak. That that that's what being a director is. Right. Is being that. But then, but it's not. Paul Thomas Anderson, I think, is more hosting a party, like which is said. great. Which is, yeah. I, I'm so happy to hear that again. Because, he always says the work is in the writing. Well, and, and Richard Linklater's like that. I've heard yeah. this about Rick, Richard Linklater. Which we're is actually like, shooting a Linklater movie. That's how casual he is right now. He doesn't even know. But he's he's just filming. Like, Film this. Yes. yes. We'll make, but it's we'll like, but that, but that, like, um, you know, you just want everybody to bring their to do their best work. You're just trying to get as all as many talented people together. And to tr somehow convince everybody and enable and empower everybody to do their very best work. But isn't there, uh, sorry. And then there are some people who think it's their job is to micromanage everybody and that it's all on them and that literally in the editing room, I'm going to like hold the knobs. I'm going to put my hand on the editor's hand and turn the knobs for him. Like right. that, that, that. Not, I'm not saying that that's what Wes Anderson does, that, I, even yeah. remotely. But that's, I do think, a little bit of a misunderstanding about. Um, what the role of the of the director is is it's collaboration. There's 50 zillion people involved. Yeah. You're just one person, right? You're, yeah, you can be the host of the party, and at yeah, at a certain the party. point, you're setting a tone. You're setting a tone. You're setting a good vibe. And isn't the movie? Well, you tell me what you think. I've always thought of it like it's a dream, and at a certain point, like you're gonna. Let's put it this way: If I read 50 books about Nietzsche. And then I do stand-up. Then I just write stand-up, but I'm not even thinking about Nietzsche. Some of that is just going to be in there. Like, my yeah. unconscious is going to put sure. it in there. Similarly, I think Paul Thomas Anderson and the like know their themes. Is that what this whole thing, you're talking about Paul Thomas do you Anderson? you mind? <laughs> Maya didn't mind. Well, um, what hey, let's get Michael Showalter on the show, and let's just talk... <laughs> The whole time about how amazing Paul Thomas Anderson is. You said you loved him. I'm trying to... I could have said Linklater. No, go to Paul Thomas Anderson. Has, has, has uh, Linklater done the show? No. Oh, okay. Would love it. Okay. I just so, think no, no, of, I'm being completely I know, jo joking. I, I, of course. I just know that there's so the like dream. a moment where Freddie Quell is trying to steal something from the rich woman's house, and it's a woman. It's a marble woman. He tries to put it in his pocket. It doesn't fit. And, it, and all us film geeks go like, isn't that perfect? Freddie can't find love. He literally can't fit a woman into his life. Like, she won't fit in the pocket. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure if you ask Paul Thomas Anderson, did you get... Did you ask props for a woman slightly too big to fit in his pocket? He'd be like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? I really feel that. Yes. Do you relate? Are you just like, let's just make I, sure we're pointed in the right 100%, direction. 100%. Tell me about it. 100%. I just, am, I just want to tell the story. I yeah. literally am just interested in telling the story and having it feel a certain way and and achieve a certain sort of level of feeling real or something like that like my what i'm going for in the moment is literally just something that feels real and by real i don't mean actually real i just mean like yeah we got that 
Yeah. You know, that there's nothing artif there's no artifice here that 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 it just felt like it had multi was multi-dimensional. Like I'm very much just trying to ac- achieve just some kind of like physical sense of like that felt good. Let's move on. I see. Like a music. <laughs> yeah, music. There's a music yes, or improv. It. It's funny. Or yeah. improvisation. Like I I I'm I'm and when you say a dream, that actually is a lot of times what it feels like for me, which is I, we're in a bubble. It's a safe bubble. The way we are, we're riffing. We're yeah. kind of yeah. in it. We're we're we're. This is a tone. Our brain is kind of like operating on a different level right now, where we're just kind of in this bubble. Yes. So I try to keep everything in the bubble. We're in the bubble. We're playing. We're we're we're, we're safe. We're we're safe. We're emotional. We're yep. we're we're we're, we're open. At, or we're very raw. open. We're we're open. We're raw. We're. This is important. Mm-hmm. This has value. Mm-hmm. This nothing, in and of itself. In and of itself, nothing's off limits. Yes, take a um, chance. Take a risk. Fe- your feelings matter. Your I'll opi- support your you. opinion matters. Yes, and um, if you make a, a joke and I say bong hit, you will join me in whatever soup I'm yes, standing in. Yes, yes. You'll go like I see what happened. Yes, and now you're embarrassed. Yes, but that's what art is. Yes, yes. And so commercial. And so, uh, and yeah. so you're a little buzzed. Everyone's got a little buzz going yeah. off of that. Yeah. And so inside that little buzz, we're not. We're safe, and we're trying to make something great. Because what the hell else are we doing here if we're not doing that? I was just talking to somebody though, my buddy, uh, and we were saying how actually rare it is that people go. Let's make something great. Yeah, it's actually that's that's one of the reasons I think. I, and it's that's been what, so what, fun and that's watching what, what a great director was. you are. But like that's what yeah. that's what we were doing on Wet Hot. That's what we were doing. It's, it's always like let's. We, this is cool that we have this opportunity to do this. Let's make something great. Let's try to make something great. Yeah. Let's try to make it special. Let's try to make it count. I think it counts. I think it's special. Yeah. yeah. And so there's just that. It's love. It's love. It's love. I also would add to that, I think it's owning... I'm all about in and of itself right now. So the shoot, the day, the scene, the page should be a reward of itself. Like you, some, like like in the 60s, we're figuring it out, man. Like we're doing a scene, but we're present mm-hmm. and we're alive. Mm-hmm. And I'm helping you yeah. come alive. You're helping me come yeah. alive. The crew's coming alive. What a gift. What a gift. We but get that's to do life. this. For, right. We get to do this and... and, and 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 let's make it count. Let's have fun. But wouldn't would you agree that the first step is saying, almost declaring, we're going to make something great, or acknowledging the opportunity, the potential of making something great? I think that's the first step yeah. to making something great. Sure, sure. Some people are like, I think. Have you ever had someone sell it, say this? I think we could sell this. Like that is just a boner <laughs> killer, right? <laughs> Like Mike, I think nobody owns the rights to Goodnight Moon. Like we're thinking, we're thinking, who plays the moon? We could get like yeah. a great moon. Yeah. Like, well, uh, there's. Look, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say there's a part of me that. I mean, I, I know what you mean. I, you know what, you know what I'll say. Mm. I wish I could do that. The I bet we could sell yes. Goodnight Moon. I wish that I had the ability to like not need it as crazy as this is going to sound i this i really sometimes i don't i I love what i do i don't want to be doing anything else but there are sometimes i could look in my past and say i wish i'd cared less almost that's really cool i love what so you that just i said, could yeah. just like make some money sometimes and yeah. like 
and not have it be so you know precious precious and and um i've gotten that advice. like i can't i can't do yeah. this i can't do this you know or like you know and i've gotten better i've gotten way better at that i've done plenty of things over the last you know 10 or 15 years where i did let go of that part of me that like yeah. any little part of it that wasn't perfect and i could you know or whatever that it's okay to do something for the money right it's okay to it's okay to like need to make money and do something that you don't that that you don't think is perfect because you, as long as no one's getting hurt mm-hmm. you know as long it's as basic it's basic moral yeah like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. like as long as 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 you can like go to sleep at night go mm-hmm. go ahead go make some money well you and i have uh i still have residual east village street cred you know what i'm saying like yes. i i have the belief well but you were the um you, darling you can say darling well, that for sure, but <laughs> but no, kidding. but you were <laughs> no, but you were doing the um, E Trade Baby. Yeah, that was later, and, and you know and, what, and, dude? And that and I was E Trade Baby. Yeah, sorry. Well, but that's a perfect example of like you must have done very nicely. You must have done very nicely as the E Trade Baby. Yes, and that's a great thing. You were like, you know, having fun, and uh, that was the kind of thing that I probably would have like. Not gone out for? I would have gone out for it, but I wouldn't have gotten it. I, I mean, I probably auditioned for it, actually. I probably even I auditioned for it. I think almost everyone yeah, in New York yeah. did. But anyway, what were you going to say? This is very virtue signaling, but I think it's important. Kumail, our dear friend. Yeah. There was a time when, we, let's just put it, like, I got E-Trade and it helped the community. Can I phrase it sort of vaguely like that? What, in what way? Just like, oh, we like can get that kind a of a job? Spot. No, if somebody oh, was in a you were, spot, ah. I, I I don't want, but I'm saying that mattered to the whole interesting community. Interesting. Kumail's very public about that. He, he I didn't know that he flapped. Well, not as enough apparently. He didn't tell you. No. But there was a time when we were struggling artists for sure. And if somebody was like, "Hey, can you loan me this or whatever?" You'd go to the guy that just booked a commercial, and, yeah. and the guy would yeah. be like, "This is the best. Yes. Like it was great." And and Kumail, I I hope I'll I'll make sure he doesn't mind me saying, but like. We get emotional thinking about it. Yeah. Not just that he received, but that I was able to give. Yeah, like yeah. I get emotional because mm-hmm. yeah, that opportunity. And we all we you were the e you were the cash cow. I was the, e- the e- Luna e- Lounge page baby. You were the Luna Lounge cash cow. I never did Luna Lounge. Really? Yeah. Oh, that might have been a little before your day. I, it was happening. That was probably a little bit tiny bit before your day. I wanted to do it. Because now that I think about it, I bet Kumail didn't either. Because that would have been just right before your time. Well, Kumail, we used to joke. But you guys were, I'm sure, doing uh, 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 invite them up. We did invite them up. Yes, yeah. And Eugene and and I yeah, remember yeah, yeah. that's probably where I first saw you. Is is you did videos? I'd never seen a comedy community like Rafifi, where you made a video parodying Eugene's videos. Oh yes, yes. And yes. it was you talking yes, to a webcam. Yes, yes, yes. And I remember I got this really big laugh that in the middle of it you took a huge drink of whiskey and everyone laughed a certain kind of laugh you only laugh it's almost like a church laugh or a summer camp laugh like he's making fun of one of the counselors yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yes, like yes. Eugene probably is drinking while he's making yes. those and i was like what is this every comedy club i had been in was like you know it was it was a different act every weekend there was no community it wasn't right. a place no it right. and then it i wasn't found a that scene. place it wasn't a scene. scene yeah so we were a part of a scene yeah and then that still carries over to me if i get uh something that might not be cool but it's for the money i'm bringing this back to what you were saying yeah. i still have this mentality let's still do it let's still make it great 
let's still make it great. I love that. But I'm also like, I sh- maybe I shouldn't do this because I'm supposed to smoke uh-huh. cigarettes with Bobby in front of the Rafifi and be a cool guy. And at a certain point I had to be like, like, I don't see know. to me, then you get older and you start wanting stuff. Like yeah. then you get older and you start having Health kids. Insurance. I have kids. I have yes. kids. I need. I want to be able to afford for them to go to camp. Well, and, and like when the multi take classes and stuff came through, I called Mark Duplass, and I was like, I, "Look, I love the script and I wanted to do it, but I literally didn't know how it would look." I was like, "Is it too mainstream?" Like I was still going for like yeah. I was going for Zach. Yeah, I did an yeah. HBO show. Now I should do like an indie movie or something. Yeah. This thing came through. I really liked it. I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. But for a moment there, East Village pops up, and I called him. And you know what Duplass said? What did he say? He goes, I, "I said literally, I go, what are people going to think when they see my billboard uh, mm. of me and my family mm-hmm. with a bowling uh-huh, ball?" Uh-huh. And he goes, "Pete, everyone's going to think Pete's doing a show. Pete's got kids." That's that was like the first thing he said was yeah. Pete's got kids, but like there's a certain get over yourself, sure. and that's what Flanny told me too. He was like, "Stop being so precious." Well, Just when I moved to, when I moved to L.A., um, I I stayed in New York. I feel like longer than anybody. Although I feel like you you stayed there for a pretty long time too. Maybe I, I left can't. in 2010. Okay, so I was uh, so I was there till 2014. Wow, yeah, and I'm older than you. Yeah, um, you were back then too. I was. I've always been older dad than you. Dad joke. I've it's always been joke. older than you. You always were. Um, I, uh, in, uh, 2014, you stayed long. I moved out here to be a mid-level staff writer on the uh, uh, Rebel Wilson sitcom Super Fun Night. Wait, on Warner Brothers? Yeah. That's when I was doing my talk show. Yeah. I was on stage 10 and you yeah. guys were on a different stage. Yeah. I didn't know we were on the yeah. same stage yeah. at the same time. Yep. Well, and so crazy. I was writing on that show. Possession, but that's not mid-level. <laughs> Wait, my my writing? My, no. If you were a staff writer, that's entry level. If you were a story editor, that's mid-level. I was on the level. staff. Yeah, but okay. I were was... you called a staff writer? <laughs> this just sounds like your agent didn't tell you that you no, were the I think lowest. I was like, I think I was like... <laughs> I think on the, I think I was no we were credited as like associate producer. Oh, okay. But but um but <laughs> I certainly wasn't I certainly wasn't senior. Yes. I was in the middle. Okay. There were mid-level. like mid-level. Yeah. And I was I, you know showed up on the first day and the other writers were like why are you here? Really? Why are you here? Like what what do you do? You're Michael Schulter. Why are you That's here? That's really fun. And I was like cuz I need a job. And you're like at least you're better than Tom Green. Because I, I need a job, and I yeah. need a paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and and uh, like because being recognized in in Williamsburg by doesn't cool people doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> having really free, uh, having really cool people in Williamsburg think I'm really cool is great, but it doesn't help me put my kids in summer camp. No, unless you can pay for their summer camp with with them free be, glasses with them and coat to room. <laughs> Sorry, you had one. That was bad host. Bad host. Um, let the guests do the riff. Um, I just no, 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 no. I really no, 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 no. I want wrong. you to. I want you to do the riff. Yeah, but you had one. I you didn't. Went, Unless they pay, and I go, Cotterone. <laughs> Michael Cotterone. No, I said cut summer camp. Oh, I said summer camp. Okay. Um, cuts, yeah. Cuts. Enids. Enids. Enids summer camp. No, Enids would have been the bar <laughs> where they were buying me the Cotterone. Enids. Um. I, yeah. 
And uh, I remember Epstein Bar too. Epstein. And sure. remember Sugar, the late night. Yes. Diner. Yes. Ish. It was near Sweet. Oh. I think I. Oh yeah. That might have been how we met. You would be co-hosting Sweet or whatever sure. that was called. Sure. Yeah, which um, was a big deal to to the people still doing that were that show. I believe it. He's still doing it to the people. It's still. I went. I actually went just a couple weeks ago. He's in a new venue in Chelsea, and it was packed. Really packed. I believe it. Joe DeRosa was performing, what? and here's my Joe DeRosa. Ask me how the new Star Wars was. How's the new Star Wars? It was fine. That's Joe DeRosa. <laughs> I feel like if you knew him, he better, has a sandwich shop. It. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't. Joe, know. Joey Rose's heart ate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Edit that out. We don't want to. <laughs> no plugs. No go- all nobody. plugs. All plugs are. You pay for out. your plugs. You pay for the plugs. You pay for your plugs. Um, We're going to bleep really the name of the funny. movies you're promoting. That's hilarious. <laughs> I l- really, really appreciate that. <laughs> when I was directing. <laughs> wow. Wow. Do you ever do it? No. You should. It's There's funny. no editing. The it's part so where. so funny. See, to me, when I watch Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> the parts that I loved were when they were ordering coffee. So the part that I love is when you're. I know, but when you I'm should do it just, you, just the, as a bit for the inside, uh, just a, for your fans as an inside joke. Like, and then I actually did it this time. And then I it's actually funny, did it because it's funny. I mean, that would require effort. It would yes. require effort. We could do it. Poor Katie. Um, I'm like Katie. You want to do? She's it? like no, playing no. Candy Crush or something. She's actually, Katie's a great Crush. listener, and whenever I go, like, remember when we were talking about this? She goes, "I know where that is," and she'll Ooh, really? lift something out. Really? Sometimes you have to lift something out. Interesting. Like that, like the bong hit thing. That's gone. I'm just kidding. That was one of my favorite moments. You did you give her the signal? Like, yeah, like, like, yeah. Um, can I go back to? We're gonna get to you as a director, but this just came to mind. Okay. You as an actor. Okay. I feel like. I feel like this is a good question. Ooh. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for you to feel seen, honestly. <laughs> like, like I want you to feel known and like, huh, I'm in, a, I'm in a good little bubble. Okay. Was there a time when you really wanted to be an actor and wanted to be taken seriously in as, as an actor? And the reason I'm asking is because we remember the sketch, The Blueberry Guy. Sure. And when I watched The Blueberry, Blueberry sketch, Johnson, Blueberry Johnson yep. is pitching... A kid's show, mm-hmm. and he looks like a blueberry played yep. by you. Yep. And the executives are like, "We love it. We just don't want you." You don't to have host. enough experience. <laughs> you don't. You don't have enough. You I don't look have enough. Like a you fucking blueberry. You don't have enough on camera experience. <laughs> and he says, and he says, like I, ha- I, he, he says basically like I majored in like children's education in college. I am passionate about this. I work really hard. And and to top it all off, I look like a fucking blueberry. I look like a fucking blueberry. And then it ends where he's in the control booth going, cut to camera one, <laughs> yeah, push yeah. in yes. and dissolve. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so there was part of me that when I, I didn't even rewatch that sketch. That's just up it's there. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. Was there a time when you felt like Blueberry, where you were like, "Why does everyone keep telling me to be behind the camera?" No, because no one was telling me to be behind the camera either. Well, you have an hour and a half, right? You got to be out of here at nine thirty. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, at at uh, show, Walter, dead serious. Yeah. I think eleven thirty, right? Uh, you. Would say well, oh no, ten thirty, ten thirty, ten. No, ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. Well, did you draw that? Nice. No, but did you draw that 60? <laughs> that's cool. Um, on your phone, that's cool. You're like, because you could have just like. You could 
done it done it digitally, but you took the but time she, to actually draw it. <laughs> if she didn't say sixty, I would be like, we usually get a ninety light, uh, and this is when I go start talking about God. Uh, but uh, we're at sixty. But we're. Do we're, you ever get the light and disregard? Like, do you ever see the light and you're just like, fuck, the light? fuck that? Yeah. How if, often do you do stand up? I try to do it. This is going to make you laugh three, four times a month. Why is that going to make me laugh? Okay, I'm glad. Well, what would make me laugh about that? Some that it's of my a lot or not a lot? Friends would say it's not a lot. That's not a lot. I. No, I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. I'm saying. No, it, no, it, I, I didn't. Th- no, that, that was, was a bit. me thinking out loud. No, that was no, that was me going. <laughs> wait a second, Pete. My, co- my. I need to set the record straight here. <laughs> I was finishing your sentence. Yeah, that uh, that they think it's not a lot. That's what I was. I'm doing. just saying when we were starting, you had to do it every night. I have no opinion of whether that's a lot or not a lot. I'm now realizing that it was silly to think that you did. I know. <laughs> I really am. I know. Why would my? I get that there are some people like the comedy cellar crowd that just need to go on stage every night. The cellar boys, yeah, with a Z, yeah, that need to go on stage every night. Well, you, you made a whole television show about that. That time in my life was when I was going up every night, sometimes more than once a night. And are you doing new material every night? Are you just not even doing material? Are you literally just like? Talking and I'm going to bring it back to you because I love this generous question. What I've been doing it for over 20 years now, so you can. That my, my Val watches me do stand up and she's like, When did you write this? And I, mm. that's my favorite. Compliment. Well, you're very good at you're a very good at, at you're sweet, generous. You know what that means? Sweet, sweet, generous. Sweet, tell me. I may not even myself know what sweet, generous means, but I think it means like self generating. Like, like Robin Williams is the sort of the sort of ultimate example of someone who is sweet, generous, sweet, generous, sweet, who just starts talking and he, and, and yes. 20 minutes later, he's still going and it's right. all right. hilarious. Gift to gab. You're a little bit like that. What it is, is, and I, this is, I think applies to what you do as well. And I appreciate what you said and I heard it and I accept it. <laughs> I didn't want you to think I was doing that thing where I can't take a compliment. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, I think you do that as well. It's, I just want access to how I really feel. Yeah. And I think that's your job as an artist is is we were looking at something and I, I thought it was the, the poster was overtly sexual, but like kind of unconsciously sexual. I started explaining to Val why I thought the poster was sort of subliminally sexual. And I was like, you know, I've noticed something. I'm not as afraid of my shadow as I used to be. Like there might have been a time where I was like, doesn't it? Because the poster, I was like, doesn't it kind of look like they're an oral sex position like doesn't it sort of look like that and now i'm just like i think they designed that to to look that way i could be wrong but that's what it makes me think of and i think i'm probably not the only one i think that's our job as artists is to like fucking get over it like you think you're not enough you think if people knew who you were they wouldn't love Mm, you mm -hmm. you're you're afraid of death you're you're afraid of rejection you're afraid of humiliation like that's everybody and once you get comfortable then you can generate that's what robin williams Mm, was mm -hmm. he had been humbled by his sobriety, by mm-hmm. all of these things. And it was really fun to watch him go, I can walk around the mansion of my house, all the doors are unlocked. Mm. And that's what makes somebody mm. com- comfortable improvising mm. or generating. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I don't like the, I don't like, I've, I like not, I don't like, I, this is fun, but generally speaking, I sort of don't want to hear my own voice. I know what you mean. But I, but but I mean that's not to say other people shouldn't do it. It's great. I, I love actors. I love actors. I don't love acting in the yeah. way that I think I once thought I would, because I don't 
give a shit about what I have to say as an actor. Well, also, didn't you maybe, if you were like me, not know that there were other ways to create? Completely. Like, we kind of thought we had to be it was actors. The only thing I could, it was the only thing I knew that I had a shot at, because you, you can't, like, you could go to college and be in an improv group. Right. Or you could go to college and be in a sketch group. You couldn't go to college and like write a movie and it did just was it seemed unattainable and sort of like what's a joke scary. you're a little you're a little half-grown man and yeah, you're like yeah. i'm gonna be the big shot it's like that's a ridiculous prospect 100 percent. but if you could be the actor 100%. who knew but you but you when see I the, watch, you see the improv guys and you're like that's fucking great that yes. looks so fun yeah when i watch old uh state sketches and stuff and i watch you and david specifically i'm like those are guys that are going to be directors <laughs> like not mm. I, I that sounds like a burn i i no. feel there's more joy to be had mm. in other yeah. ways that, that sounds like i'm saying it they comes were off bad in the at performance. acting no that's not what i'm saying i don't think that's what you're but saying but i, I watch it, it were, like, i wouldn't mind absolutely not um we both had unintentional burns everyone <laughs> in the state has directed not mike black mike black directed edit that out he, Mike Black directed a feature. Edited out. Um, Mike Black edited a feature starring uh, Isla, Isla Fisher and Jason Biggs oh. called Wedding Days. Was it good despite the direction? Uh, yes. Very much in despite the direction. Or in spite of the direction. In spite of the direction. <laughs> you know, you're the last member of the state to do the pod. Mike did it. And I was shocked. I think we, uh, if you listen to it, he's like at a time in his life maybe in between projects and I was just talking about how great he was and he was like I just don't know what you're talking about like, when, it where, was, was really, he on Zoom or is he with you it was on Zoom it was on Zoom but it was really beautiful yeah he's very self-deprecating I, yes, very self-deprecating but his persona is so like you're welcome yeah and then you talk to him and he's like I don't know if I'm ever gonna work again yeah. and I was like it was beautiful he's a very sweet man that's what I mean he's a very sweet lovely person I, I completely agree let's talk just because we are running out of time um, not really time. It's, and I feel like you asked me a question that we moved off of that was, um, do you remember? You asked me about Blueberry Johnson and, and did you oh, feel that oh, way? Oh, did I feel, and, um, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a successful actor because it's what I felt like I wanted to be without having the feelings that I've now believe you need to feel, which is like what I said, which is like, you know, that I am my best self doing this. Yeah. And I never felt that way. I never one time felt that way. Um, so when I, my big aha moment was when I went and saw a play at the Lincoln center, a checkoff play, not that that matters, but it was a checkoff play. And I was joyfully watching it, and it occurred to me, like, I wonder if I should be thinking, I wish I was in this show, or I wish... That's so or, good. Or, like, thinking about the acting, and I wasn't. I was just enjoying it as an audience member. And yeah. somehow that really stuck to me as, like, oh, you're not an actor. I love that. You're not that. supposed to be an actor. Like, uh, if other actors would be watching this thinking about themselves, you know, in some way. That's my one of my old bits. It's like an opener as I go like, is anyone here thinking like maybe you'll get invited on stage? Because <laughs> I've never been to a play without thinking like they're going to pre, pre-fame. I mean, little boy. Like they're going to ask me to get on stage. Even a show that they don't do that on? 
That's like, what I mean. Like, there's lots of shows where they never invite, in, where where you watch the whole show and they'll not, never invite. Not like a, it's a bit we're going in the audience. Like the magicians someone, always bring always bring kids on not, stage. Well, I always tried to do that, and I got a big laugh once they gave me rings. Oh, so you'd be like psyched to get on stage volunteer. and then and then try to get laughs. I did get laughs. <laughs> I correct you. I did get laughs because he gave me two rings, and he said try and separate them, and I and he turned and he was talking to them. How old I, are you? I'm like eight, and he comes back and he goes. Did you separate them? And I go, I did, but I put them back together. Big laugh. Funny. Big laugh. Funny. Big laugh. <laughs> funny joke. Yeah. This means a lot That's to me. That's a really funny this... joke for an eight-year-old. This means a lot to me. <laughs> That's for an eight-year-old. That's a funny that joke. Was that was good. That was good. I really and appreciate did you? did you just, is that just what came out of your mouth? Or did I you actually remember. plan it? I, I, I think I thought of it. A moment or two before he he asked, because that's great. really funny. I also thank you. I deeply appreciate. That's it. genuinely funny. I love this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected. Unexpected. Yes, from a child. Yes. Here's what I want to cover just before we're out of here, or or anybody really. That's like a really funny, you know. Like it's a Zach joke. Yeah, it's yeah, like a Zach yeah. sort of like I did, but I put them back together. You know, yeah, like you like throw away. There was the um. Yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to talk about sobriety. I re- the oh, last time yeah. I saw you mm-hmm. at Union Hall, you uh, punched me. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I just remember you seemed I so, puked on you. You did a little. Oh, bit. what I seemed so me. what? No, I, I'm saying now. Oh, you you seem like you've leveled the plane. What happened at Union Hall? I just remember. I think you had just gone through a breakup or something, and it wasn't even alcohol or drug related. I just remember. I just was probably very unhappy. That's I, what I, mean. I, was, I think I was. Yeah, because I hadn't. Yeah, that was like. I, I was. Yeah, I was sort of. Because I wasn't a comedian. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing here? We were sitting by the bocce courts. I, I, I was yeah. starstruck and enjoying it very much. And what the reason I'm bringing that up is not to embarrass you at all. Now I see you, and you have a light. And I have yeah. to assume that has to you figured some things out, including sobriety question mark? Yeah, sure, sure. I, I I'm not um absolutely. I mean, I look, I have been I, I'm very um I I don't have a big philosophy about this, but it's not like I don't me I'm not super jonesing to talk about sobriety only because I will a little bit, only because I don't feel like qualified you don't to want speak to be the spokesperson. Yeah. I understand. But um I definitely stopped a long time ago. It's been almost 20 years. Love it. Yep. And I um, did want it. Now I'm quite like, I don't want to ask the wrong question. Let's just say we can edit anything out. Did you decide? I decided. You decided. There was no rehab. There was no intervention. Yeah. It was a boozy it, booze. Boozy booze. Yeah. Boozy booze. And it, but it was, it was really just, but it was, it was a spiritual bottom more than anything. Tell me. Yeah. It was just, oh God, it's too much. It's too much. We don't it's have okay. time. We don't have time. We don't <laughs> have time. This should have been my first. We question. don't have time, and it and it and it and it again. It it it, it in a way, it's the um, a little bit for me. It's that six degrees of separation thing, which is the more I tell the story, the less meaning it has. I didn't know that's what six degrees. Of well, that's what it means to me. I loved that. I know that's exactly what, it means to me. what you mean. I I my my I heard. And maybe I heard it wrong, but the sort of the idea of six degrees of separation is like every time a story gets retold or something along these lines, it's like slightly less. 
So so it's like it's my story. Yeah. It's nothing mind blowing, I promise you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nothing uh it's nothing earth shattering or book worthy or anything like that. But it's my story and in a sense the more when I tell it it takes something it away. But yeah. You've given me a great gift today. Yeah. Because I've actually had some spiritual experience, uh, sometimes psychedelic experiences. I tell the story and I'm like, I can feel it. It gets one click. Right. Yes. It starts becoming the story yes. instead exactly. of what it was. Exactly. Oh that's my it. God. So I'm so glad that's, I asked. That's what you just said. That's exactly what it is. Because yeah. I can't, I can't explain it to you in a way that, that will just, that will, that will make it, that will make it. It's like I'm trying to convince you. I'll, I'll yeah. get into this thing where I'm like trying to convince you of something. You're or, persuading me, yeah, and not telling the story. Which, which, if, which, as you know, is the you know the uh, you know, you know, it was so bad. I want you to feel, you know, you yeah. hear so bad. I don't give a shit how bad it. Well, was. the beats. Well, I remember in church when people would share their testimonies. There were people that would love it. I used to hate it. They'd tell their stories and they'd be like, "It was a rainy night." And I'm just like, yeah, fuck the you. It becomes a, a monologue, yes, like an audition. Yes. Uh, uh, and yeah. you, I, I remember when I was in uh, high school, it was a very big honor to be, are we done? Is it time? Am I getting the hook? Um, it was, this, we this do have fun. a hook. This is fun. You get, I appreciate you, 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 it. You create a very nice, a very Thanks, safe man. space. It's very well, good. it takes two. It takes um, two. The, uh, I was in something called peer group which was basically you, you got chosen to be a peer group leader and then you would lead the freshmen in like after school things, you'd talk about drugs and sex and social adolescent stuff. Yeah. And to be a peer group leader was a big honor. And it really just meant you were popular. Mm-hmm. Like at the time I wanted it really badly because it was like, a, a, it was a bit of a popularity contest who got chosen to, it was nothing to do with that. What of actually course. wanting to help of course. kids. That was orientation staff in yeah. college. Yeah. You're in so, staff. so um, where'd you go to college? Doesn't matter. It's boring. I went to a Christian college called Gordon College. I don't know. Uh, no one does. Okay. Not um, even the people that go there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They, um, they Gordon. Um, see, <laughs> you just they just, just the words it. just come out. Gordon. Gordon. My joke is that my just, daughter does that. She's uh, she. You'll say something and then she'll like be like, like you'll say a word or something and then she's like disappointed. Like I remember we recently someone said disappointed and she's like. I love that. Yeah, she just repeats. When the I'm in the most like tuned in, like very present, people will be like, "I was aghast." I'll just be like, "I'm aghast," <laughs> because it's this reminder for me. It's playful. You're creating reality. That's, that's what it is, and and you're ingesting and and making what that's they're what saying part of you. I I, I have this thing. Um, and I catch myself doing it all the time, which is I repeat everything twice. Yeah, okay. So Tommy two times. Over Tommy here. two times, and that's what I'm always going. I'm like, I'm Tommy two times. I'll be like, um, <laughs> someone will be say, you know, did, did that in directing situation? You know, was that good? Was that was that? Did I do that the right way? I'll be like, it was perfect. It was perfect. I love it, and I but I but I'm, that's the le- least example of it. It would be like anything. By the way, when I say something, I have an opinion. I repeat it. 
Yes. Um, when I'm writing, I write like that. And sometimes the software will go, do you want to re- re- remove this repeated? Well, because it kind of takes on new meaning every day. There is, I agree. Repetition is the best. I love repetition. It's a, I'm a big mammoth guy. And yeah. they'll put five fucks in there and a great actor will sure. play each fuck a 100%. different way. And you're like, oh my God. It's like, I got the chills just thinking about it. So you were uh, in high school. You were one of these cool, popular people. And, and there was a day where like in the first meeting, you sort of tell your story or something. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like you have... In peer group, you sort of do the session amongst the seniors during the day. And then after school, you have your freshmen and then you lead them through the same conversation. So, you know, fifth period was peer group with an adult teacher and he would lead us. And and there was and everyone would go and it was like, you know, oh, my God, so and so cried today in peer group. (laughs) And all of a sudden it's like you felt pressure to come up with something where you could cry. You're bringing back a feeling of a time. <laughs> that is the feeling of adolescence. It's like, okay. For me, yeah. how do I cry? How do I cry? Like, I need to tell a story. <laughs> like, I'm not cool. Now I'm not cool if I don't tell a story yes. about my something that happened to me that gets me to, like, that gets me to a cry place. I am blown away with how well you heard me when sharing testimonies I didn't have a good one. Mine was like, I was born a Christian. That was it. And this poor woman had like a conversion yeah, story. Exactly. I can't do exactly, it. Exactly. I can't compete. Exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. 100%. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm less of a person because like, I can't bring myself, I don't have the big thing. And what did I, what was the point of saying that? I don't know. We were talking about something that connected Sobriety me Sobriety and the story. And when you tell a story too many times. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, it, and then, and then it's like, I'm, oh, I told my story and you're like, okay, that's a good story. And then suddenly I feel shitty about my story. And it's like, I don't need that. Mulaney has a bit about it where he's like, when you're dating, you tell the story. You're like, we were 13. We were going through the reeds and we found a body. We didn't know what it was at first. And then when you're 30, you're like, I found a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you just get tired of telling the same yeah, stories oh over God, and over. Yes. You mean in dating? In dating, like I have to tell them my all right, like I your have fifth. To, I have to catch them up to like yes. all, yeah. Like that was, I, have, I stayed in relationships too long because I was like I didn't want to have to do this yeah. again. Oh yeah, I have a brother. He's older. Yes, like yes. it's just you like should a just no- give them a like a, a you know like a they need a previously do- a document on, a previously on Michael. Here's my. Here's all my stories. Here's all the important information. You can just I really think there's a sketch here is, is previously on. Yeah, yeah. And you can skip it. Yeah. It's like <laughs> skip recap. But then you don't have to do it. Well, here's here's our way into the last section uh, and we'll do it briefly, but when I saw you, I complimented you specifically on Tammy Faye and and I didn't know the Oscars had happened. And um, so, did you not know that Will Smith had slapped? Chris no, Rock? I did, but I wasn't that. watching them. You didn't connect it. And you, you know weren't. what else was true is I did check to see if Jessica won, and I was very happy that she did. Before I saw you, or after I saw you? No, it was before I saw you. It was the but day after the Oscars. But then you forgot. But I forgot. Yeah, you forgot. I just um, that's fine. Not to sound like a Johnny Cool Camel, but you I don't, don't care. I don't care about no. those things. But well, I you know did what's interesting? like that she won. You know it's interesting. Well, go ahead. Can keep talking. I'm not going to well, tell me what's interesting. I no, no. I want you to continue. Well, I did compliment only because we're running out of time. I did compliment how you framed religion, mm. uh, spirituality, mm-hmm. and I actually rewatched it last night, which was a pleasure. And that scene where she's going into the church—it's just so hard. The first scene. The first scene, but also just throughout her faith being a blend of kitschy, kooky but also earnest mm-hmm. and Very you really earnest. thread that she really needle. believes she really has 
she that's the that's the tragedy of hers that she's a true believer i believe that and i saw it and i saw someone who's raised religious whenever religion is portrayed it's almost always like kathy bates believes in jesus so she's gonna murder you or mm-hmm. whatever it's your insane zealous it's it's zealotry it's, it's zealotry or it's or it's crest white like mean girls they're like i'll pray for you yeah. and then they're like fucking cunt you know like that that's the joke is like they're yeah. phony yeah or they're yeah. zealots yes or there's you never see michael we woke up i always say this but we woke up in a conundrum you and i became conscious in a very confusing we're out in outer space yeah we're in these expiring meat suits you know what i'm saying and <laughs> earnest what is thisness is is off the table because because religion's been ruined by like homophobia and, I don't like that at all. and xenophobia and all this stuff. Yeah. But like when you see a movie like you made, this is yeah. the good compliment. Yeah. I hope you feel it. Is like some people actually all people are just doing their best. We're trying to figure out some framework for the universe. Yep. And it doesn't mean I'm homophobic, and it doesn't mean I think you're going to hell. It can mean I'm trying to have a relationship with the mystery if totally, that makes sense 100 percent. and when i told you that i actually was very delighted forgive my bias but i do like when people like you are like no i i'm i'm interested in that very stuff. interested tell in me stuff. everything no and I, and i i mean i was raised the opposite i was raised very much in that mindset of religious people are are uh, you know unenlightened mm-hmm. the irony of that Opiate of um, the masses, sort of. Yeah, and that it's the irony the, of that is great. Yeah, because it's yes. yeah, it, it, you know that that believing in God and be, all that stuff is dogmatic and bogus and 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 all of that, and for probably for good reason because they were. My parents were my mother's Jewish, my father's an Episcopalian. That was their Gross. their their, their, their <laughs> edit that out. Edit that out. Um, they're they're you know they both they my mother was you know uh, disowned for marrying my father. So there's a oh, lot wow. of like baggage around wow. sort of the way in which having been raised with religion was us something to shed a, a sort of a a. a also, it's not safe. Your yeah. mother fell in love and uh, didn't convert, but yeah. but had turned her back on her faith. And now you see what those constraints can do. Yeah, and then it's really nothing to do with. It's really got nothing to do with spiritual principles or anything like that. It's, no, it's just tribal. like, yeah, right, exactly. And so there was a kind of a healthy amount of disdain, I would say, for for that, or at least that's what I perceived. Of course, what a trauma. That's I what I perceived. sad for your... I had couples like that in our high school yeah. that the families didn't talk because yeah. one was Jewish and one was uh, Protestant. Yeah, and so that... that I perceived that, and I didn't, my, myself didn't really have an opinion other than that, like, as a kid, you're like, do you believe in God? I'd be like, no, I don't believe in God. You know, that was my whole thing. It was like, yeah. I don't believe in God. Um but I didn't really, I didn't really ever think about it or anything. And then, you know, you go through life, and you go through life believing that you are the center of the universe. And this is getting into sobriety stuff, where everything you do is something you did, and whatever you get 
from it is for you and mm-hmm. and and that you're not a part of anything bigger than yourself it's you're not just, interconnected you're just yourself and yeah. it's you against the world and da, 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 which da, da, by da. the way is such a great way to suffer yeah is to deny the interconnectivity of all things yeah. and the way to stop suffering is to recognize that even if things aren't going your way or, or whatever that you are part you're yes. interdependent yes things yeah. not going my way my hurt heart might help me connect to you and we both heal yes. that's that's joy, and yes. that it doesn't have to be tied to a religious system. 100%. But isolation is a really Completely. good way to live and die. And all these religions have yourself. lots of good things to say and True. lots of good ideas. Um, so, um, the spiritual bottom that I referenced earlier in the in this pod in this episode of your podcast um, <laughs> in was way. one of of I'm sick of being the center of the universe. I'm sick of the burden of everything being about me. Uh, this is a good definition of conversion, by the way. Yeah. I, I don't mean to put words in your mouth. I'm just saying. Well, I think, I think that my, I think we, and I think we talked about this at all time. We did. Yeah. Um, edit that out all time. <laughs> Everyone knows I live near all time. Okay. But edit come that say out. hi. We you don't see? want anyone eating or oh, going to all time. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We don't want to edit that out. Right. Yeah, that's time. right. Edit it out. <laughs> Um, I'm just trying to do your bit. Look, I'm just trying to jump. I'm trying to jump on your bit, and you're like, "Oh no, he's doing it wrong." No, no. For a second, I thought you were just like, "People can't know." No, people know we're in. No, I was jumping on the bit. Um, (laughs) Is is ego deflation was the big thing for me, which is literally like humility, just being like admitting that I'm not the center of the universe, that I'm not as great as I think I am, that that everybody's awesome, everybody's fallible. Da 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 da. It's not all about me, blah, 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 blah. It's that. This is it? Uh, sing, that That is the sim, single most, been the single most mind-blowing concept to me. Beautiful. Um, and, uh, and I really do God whatever. I, the, the, this sort of, the spiritual concepts um, around the 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 sort of the the greater purpose and 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 the kind of meaning of life let's say that mm-hmm. what's the meaning of life mm-hmm. um is to live and be a good person mm-hmm. so what's what does it mean to be a good person well you got to go figure that out mm-hmm. um that's all that was the big aha moment for me and the whole sort of like god is stupid you're stupid da, 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 da. i have no time for that that's boring i i can't be that person so I'm very cynical. I'm yeah. very jaded in all these different w- in all these different ways. But t- the eyes of Tammy Faye is a very sincere story mm-hmm. about someone who well who the finale deep, b- believes so deeply great. in 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 the, the the utopian concept that God is love loves everybody and that God is is loving and that we could love each other and that love has healing power and blah 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 and also symbols mean more to people than individuals. She she seemed to understand her. I know you can tease her persona, but ask the gay community what it meant to have a Christian woman on Christian TV speaking for them. Richard Rohr, who's my homeboy, uh, he's a Franciscan friar. And uh, some people are like, why won't you leave the priesthood? You're so groovy, so outside the box. And I'm like, no, it matters to have someone who's in the system tell you in the same way that it matters that you're a comedian and you say, that was funny, that was funny. You know what I mean? We were trans... This is Young, Carl Young. We're transformed by symbols, not by ideas or people. It's like you want 
Batman. You want Tammy Faye. You want a priest or a, a monk in a robe. These things matter, and mm. it's how our subconscious mm. mm-hmm. really yeah, like Pima Cho- Pima Chodron. Pima Chodron. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. She's a monk. I just wanted to say one of the things you said. Lama Surya Das, who did this podcast, he always says, "Rest your weary mind," and it's like that's peace. Mm-hmm. Michael Showalter recognizing that he can't keep caring at all and acting like he has it together. That breaking, that change is what I hear when Jesus is saying, lest a grain of wheat die and and crack, it won't grow into a plant. So that was your that was your sort of death and resurrection, if you'll allow that, if you if you're okay with that sort of Absolutely. Because the the young people that go, I got it. Pete matters. It's about Pete. When that dies, for me, it was my divorce has a lot of these different humiliations. Well, there's that fear. They talk, they talk about it in, in uh, you know, in sobriety vocabulary. They talk about being the hole in the donut. Have you heard of this? No. Um, the, 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 the fear is, I don't even, I never really got it, but I'll, but I sort of get it. You know, I do get it now. The fear is if I let go of this idea that everything's about me. Then I will be the hole in the donut. That's that's beautiful. What 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 will what will I be tomorrow if I let go of the notion today that everything isn't about me? That's why in not and just the Christ- fear is I will be the hole in the donut. Yes. I will cease to exist. The- and the, and there is something so terrifying about letting go of that idea that now. I can't say for sure if I've like succeeded at that, but I can say I can't even imagine the version of me that couldn't let go of that. And mm. it took me a really long time. That's it. And, but when you let go of it, you go, Oh, I'm still alive. I'm still walking around. Like I'm, I'm still a person. I'm still, I'm still myself. Well, when you do the thing and you I'm safe, thought you couldn't do when you do the thing you thought you couldn't do and you do it, then you must not be what you thought you were. Right. Right? Yeah. So you were afraid if you let go of that illusion of control, yes, that you would be the hole in the donut, and then you realize you're still here. So you must not be the thing that thought you couldn't do and that. And the still when you when you're still when you have the I'm still here moment, that's the that's the biggest thing. It's oh, that's the huge moment is when you actually get to the other side of the thing that you didn't think you yes. could get to the other side of. Yes. And you get to the other side of it, and you're like, oh shit, now. Now I'm really starting to see things in a different way. That's right. That's and conversion. It's, and it's beautiful. I don't mean religious conversion. I mean yeah, you've spiritual been converted. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. And, oh, in no uncertain terms. If, I, I I have been. I yes. love it, and I feel it. I see it. Yeah. I just love it so much. Yeah. If you're not who you thought you were, who are you? And that's what we're here to figure yeah. out. And mm-hmm. it's not Michael. It's not Michael from Princeton, New Jersey, who did this and this and this. No. It's, it's who you are in this moment. It's how you interpret mm-hmm. reality mm-hmm. in this eternal present mm-hmm. this is who you are mm-hmm. and it's what's looking out your eyes so much more than it is your likes and your dislikes mm-hmm. and what you've done and your accomplishments and whether or not you were at the bar when will smith slapped chris rock were you i wasn't at the bar i was in my seat you saw it i saw it can i ask you was it i didn't even intend that was just a comedy bit yeah it was really traumatic horrible. for me yeah it was horrible tra- yeah it wasn't horrible like everyone was doing bits like that it night and i was like oh no i hate it was this. horrible yeah, yeah. it was one of the worst experiences i've ever had yeah right for me too and i only saw it after it the was fact. horrible couldn't, i couldn't sleep that night i um well 
then Jessica Chastain won Best Actress, and it was like we ha- then, then I was really happy because you didn't want to let that moment. People say, why was everybody having fun and partying? It's because everyone in that room had worked for three years or more on whatever movie they were there representing right. and didn't want to let that moment ruin their night. Yeah, You know, we worked for years on The Eyes of Tammy Faye and I wasn't going to like wallow in 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 it. But But it was, I didn't, most of us, most people didn't realize that he had actually made, like slapped him. I thought it was a bit. Where I, where I, was what what was traumatic was the second part where he was screaming at him. Yeah. And that's where everyone sunk in like, oh, this isn't a bit. Yeah. And that's where it got really, really weird. But I still didn't even realize he had actually slapped him until later. Wow. Yeah. Then I found there was a second level of trauma, which was then uh, acting like it didn't happen. Yes. I, I really would Well, you don't know what to do. You just don't know what to do. I can sympathize with that. But there, also like in any familial trauma the 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 thing that makes it hurt the most is when the family pretends, pretends like nothing happened, happened. Yeah. and yes. I, and that's what I th- felt we were yeah, doing as a of, nation. Oh, for sure, for <laughs> I sure. Was like, oh boy, yeah. yeah. I didn't. Mean, I I actually really brought that up. I as know a you bit. did. <laughs> no, but I just needed to set the record straight. Yeah. I was in my chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wasn't at the bar. You were not at the bar. I did spend some time down there, but um, at the bar at the bar area or sort of the big lobby area. Yeah. Um, I have to imagine have a lot of people ran to the bar. Uh, there were During quite, the weirdness. Well, the show just goes on forever. You have to get yeah. up and like yeah. get some snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. So, well, I loved your God answer. I didn't mean to tarnish it with not the, in the least clickbait. Not in the least. Uh, we're not going to make clickbait. I'm just saying, like, that's not <laughs> the show. What a beautiful thing. And and it really, just to practice what we were talking about, it's like in this moment, it's just nice to see someone so spacious and here. And I'm happy Aww. for you. Thanks, Pete. You too. This and has been really fun. I've loved it. I, I was nervous you weren't going to do it because I still think of you as East Village Mike that won't do a dumb podcast. Um, but East I'm so Village glad Mike. you did. East Village Mike. Um, Can I ask you one more? Please. Can you think of a time in your life when you laughed really, really hard uh, to take the pressure out of it? It doesn't have to be a good story. Just who are you with? How old are you? Oh my God. Maybe you were a kid. <laughs> These are the prompts. Maybe you're someone bringing fell. Me to, uh, you're bringing me to... Um, <laughs> A fall? No, you're bringing me quickly to I. You said East Village, Mike, and so I thought was thinking about uh, invite them up, and that yep. was Eugene's show, and and we went me and Eugene and uh, uh, Leo um, toured Leo once. Allen. Leo Allen toured once as we were called. We had was some ridiculous name that Eugene made up that of course I'm going to forget, but it was like the comedy men from outer space or something like that. He came up with some funny name for our tour and it was like the comedy men from outer space. And um, we got hooked on a song by, um, oh, I'm gonna forget his name. He's a country singer, but it was all about the Taliban. It was a song about the Taliban. And oh, it no. was so... And it was all about how we're going to kick the Taliban in the butt and stuff like that. I and think I remember that. It was some Toby... Uh, Keith? To- Toby Keith. Okay. Toby Keith. And <laughs> the three of us passionately singing that song in the car, <laughs> along with the lyrics. And just thinking, Great. just finding that, Road th- that scene. Yes. yes. The three of us singing the lyrics to Keith, Toby Keith's Taliban song at the top of our lungs and just dying laughing because we knew how silly it was. Uh, 
you said East Village Mike, that's what jumps. You did it. That's what jumped to mind. First of all, one of the hardest things to direct is, uh, to me, recreate is in a car because usually hot and it's a rig and it's just not natural and those moments. So they're really unique. They're like little unicorns. And when me and Chris Thayer would travel around, we were singing the Listerine song. Do you remember? It was a, a bottle of Listerine swinging on a vine and it would go, oh, 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 oh. that was the song. <laughs> And we must have been stressed out of our fucking minds because we were screaming it. Like, like, even louder than that. In a little rental car, driving through Texas or wherever we were. And we, afterwards, we talked about it. We were like, that was primal scream therapy. Like, we felt clear as a bell. And we were screaming. Oh my God, that was, is so funny. You really brought me to that. It, it's an incredible oh memory. Oh my God, yeah, that's what that is. Primal scream therapy. So yes. Car singing is primal scream therapy, I think. Yeah. And Val- Valerie told me that like your vagus nerve, is actually, which regulates stress and stuff, is activated when you sing. Mm. So like singing, we're supposed to sing. It's ah. supposed to, it like helps us. Ah. And man, and then he would sing Bob Seger. He'd go, she was a little bit older and a lot less older than she used to be. <laughs> And, he, and we have video of me, and I'm filming it, and I'm dying laughter. Rock and roll, never forget. And I'm like, just, just doing it now felt good. It felt so good. So what Bob a gift. Seger's the best. Yeah. Every time he comes on, God, my, my dad goes, his father was a poet, you know. And I'm such a little boy that wants him to see me. And I go, your son's a comedian. <laughs> like, I just you always really want to make it about me. You don't say that. No. But he all, he loves Bob Seger and he loves. But I'm always like, look at me, Daddy. It's uh-huh. actually quite sad. Oh, that is what sad. a what a sad moment. Yeah. He sees me. He I'm sees just so me. needy. Like I I'll never get enough yeah, attention yeah. from my parents. So I'm always like, but I'm special <laughs> too, right? <laughs> um, Mikey, well, at least you know that. That's the main thing. That's it. That's I can go through thing. all yeah, the rooms. Yeah, yeah. that's the generator thing. Uh, I love it, buddy. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. All right. Congrats on eyes of Tammy Thanks, Faye. Man. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Uh, I love that for you. The new Vanessa Bear show. It's on oh, yes. Showtime. Love that title. I love that for you. And Vanessa that Bear, you. Molly Shannon, Jennifer Lewis. Vanessa Bear. Matt Rogers. Who famously, only to me, has ducked this podcast two or three times. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. And I feel like you we can play siblings. You gotta I, get her I, on. I feel this weird kinship You gotta get her on. She's so funny. She's so funny in the no, show. she's just busy. Jesse she's Klein busy. is the showrunner. Oh, wow. I, uh, Changed my I'm life. I'm an executive producer on the show. And, uh, and, That's uh, high level. And, and I directed a few episodes and I'm very excited about it. Very good. So edit, edit that all out. Edit that out. Edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> I took away your bit because you, uh, what you were about to do was about yes. to be funny. Because you were going to go very good edit all that out. But you did it. But I don't know. you see how that was redemptive? Because I love it was the bit so much. The because bit you so did it. The last time you did it, I didn't. I thought you were serious or something. It was it's wrong. It's a contagious bit. It's a contagious bit. It's a bit, bit that makes me want to do the bit. Michael Black used to do this thing. I, you should have asked him this, Darn. You Maybe you could call up and do a follow-up thing. Where he would, you'd be in an elevator. This is funny. Okay? <laughs> this is funny. He would touch them on their clothes, but they wouldn't know it. So he would touch them in a place where they wouldn't feel it. So you don't feel that, right? It's like a magic trick. So, you don't feel so that, right? you'd be in the you'd be in the elevator, and the person in front of you would have a bag on or something, and he would touch the bag, or 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 have a coat, and there'd be like a little wrinkle in the coat, and he would just touch the wrinkle. Need. 
and I had to start doing that bit. Like, of course. So, so it's the kind of bit. It's the highest compliment It was the kind bit. of bit that I just like, you'd just be like, that bit looks so fun to do. And so we would, it would be a race to see who could touch <laughs> the thing. And so it's like, you know, you've got some like big strong guy in front of you and he's wearing like a, yes. a, a hoodie and you touched, you just touched the hoodie. Until the reflective doors of the Which elevator. Which has and happened. Like, Did you touch my? And that's happened. It has? It's happened where you get caught. Yeah. To you? It happened to me once. I touched the rim of a guy's cowboy hat. And did he say? He was just like, it, it was scary. Like, what are you doing? And and I just was like, acted like nothing happened. But it was this guy in a cowboy hat and I touched That's the rim. That's one of, of my favorite frequencies that human mammals can do, which is the agreed upon, let's just act like it didn't happen. Mm. Like, it's a thing we do. Mm. We'll just choose select all delete <laughs> open apple a delete that's a two, that's a 90 minute callback and i'm proud of it open uh, apple open, open apple, apple d d open apple d would that right? delete it i think so i'm pretty sure open apple d it depends on what program you're in okay, but yeah. okay. we'll, we'll look into it mike thank right. you we had the guests say keep it crispy it, it, okay keep it crispy you didn't even need it keep it crispy keep it crispy, keep it crispy. <laughs> 